So, as we welcome you back into the Plank Show, it's our Field of 68 giveaway. So, if you're not, I keep saying 68. Do we just say 64? I don't know. But we start our giveaway, and it's it's really well done. I, I Is that the only thing that Drake works here for? Does he just play in the 68? No. No. He... <laughs> He does a lot of uh, oh okay right. a lot of stuff no uh, but I am I'm a I'm a big fan of the way that we've put this together it's one of the coolest things I think that we do um, it's it, it really rewards you a lot of cool prizes a lot of neat giveaways and it's our chance to get out and meet everyone sure yeah absolutely Except- I mean there's there's other opportunities but this is sort of the the big big event this is everyone coming together to party. Uh, and celebrate what is still one of the great weeks in all of college basketball. So I hope everyone can get out and enjoy it. I uh, get get a chance to meet the boss man and the boss lady. I'm sure Brian and Casey are going to be out there and thank them for their commitment to uh, local and Oklahoma. You don't get this in other markets, um, and it's really cool to see just locally owned and operated. Man, we're all right here with boots on the ground in Norman, and it's really cool that they're doing this. So Buffalo Wild Wings in more. What I heard you were talking with TJ about the online house. Yeah, so some folks are texting in, hey, how do I get into the right. online portion where I get a team given away there? It's closed. Window window there is closed. You can still join our bracket challenge, but the, the online portion of it, eventually we've got to have names that get tossed into the hopper so we can right. choose who gets said team. So closed. that portion, sorry, you missed out. Yep, yep. Josh, you can go ahead and say it. Closed. 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 Um, Brian in Tulsa writes, I did a tribute with my bla- bracket to Plank, naming it the Brian with a Y in Tulsa. Go ORU. I had ORU like sharpied in the second round until I saw who they were Duke. going up against. I'm falling in love with three teams right now. And real quick before, football conversation is running backs, getting right to it. But – one of those three teams that I'm falling in love with is Duke. And I do want to remind everyone that in each of the last three seasons, I've lost a Final Four team in the first round. Last year it was Kentucky. The Virginia 16-1 upset is mixed in there somewhere. I went back. There's a couple of old Mick Cronin teams from Cincy that broke my heart too. So I don't know why I'm doubling down on him now. I think there was a Purdue team in there somewhere, but – I'm I'm really falling for Duke. I'll get the other two later in the show, but they're going to be that classic team that gets hot during the tournament, in in their conference tournament, and then they play their first game, and ORU just shoots the lights out. You're like, how is Duke out of this tournament already? Arnie had Duke beat Arnie, my partner on Sunday Night Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, he had ORU beating Duke, and I asked him what city ORU was in and who was their best player and why he likes them, and he had no idea on any of them. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, then why'd you pick him? He's like, I don't know. I got a gut feeling. I mean, I, I, I feel like I feel like that's 90% of people, right? Because when you take your time and you try to study, that's when you screw your bracket up. <laughs> when you try to put some common sense into it and you try to be smarter than the room, you're like, well, this has a percentage of that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in trouble. I'm, I'm trying to overanalyze this yet again. And I'm going to do it, and it's going to break my heart but I'm here for it. Ace Miss and ORU are going to beat Duke, and I won't even be mad because they're going to have moved on and 
Duke's going to be done. So I would love to see that. I don't think it's happening, but would love it. Of all the matchups that ORU got, I felt like I felt like that was the worst one they could probably draw of the five seeds. But we got much more on the on the bracket. Our bracket challenge is up and going. We'll have a link all over social media throughout the day. So make sure you follow us at KREF Sports. We'll retweet it on our solo acts at Josh on Ref at Plank Show to make sure we can get as many people involved as we can. Is your championship? Are you going Iowa to the national championship game? Uh, I've I've got them cutting down the nets. Are you kidding me? I've got UCLA, so it's almost like equally as homeristic. All right, I I want to get our every Friday. Our, gosh, why do I keep saying that? Our everyday 10 a.m. breakdown of storylines heading into the spring. Also on Fridays, and we do do it as well on Fridays. <laughs> So, on, on this very busy day of college basketball, this very busy day of NFL news, I think, what, the legal tampering period opens up at noon today. So, you'll start hearing much more about guys like, oh, I don't, I don't know, you won't hear Lamar Jackson because you've got a, they've got a, you can't start actually talking to Lamar Jackson until the true season starts, so they can't. There won't be anything with Lamar Jackson. I'm sure you'll hear a lot about Aaron Rodgers potentially today, but we got that. And obviously softball home tonight at 6 o'clock against South Dakota State. But we also have our eyes on March 22nd, which is rapidly approaching nine days away from the start of spring, and then in that April 22nd, the spring game. So, Josh Helmer, I want to talk running backs today, and I want to talk specifically Gavin Sawchuk. Okay. Who – Burst onto the scene with his performance in the Orange Bowl. Now, I, I, I know that – The cheese it Bowl. What did I say? The Orange Bowl. Oh, well, it was in Orlando. It's kind of close, right? It, it would be, <laughs> be nice if it had been the Orange Bowl. It would have been a much different conversation about the season if it was the Orange Bowl. But the, the performance that he had in the, <laughs> in the cheese it Bowl left a lot of people with the, well, where, why haven't we seen him more? He looked great. Well – Again, I hate to be ants at a picnic, but he also had a pretty crucial fumble that cost him quite a bit in that game, too. And, again, I'm not here to to point out the negatives. I'm here to point out the positives. I do think he has a chance to be an electric part of this backfield in 2023. I really do. I know, again, what was the total number for him in the game? 100 carries, or 100 yards on 15 carries, one touchdown, did have the fumble. You got Javante Barnes, who looked really good, too. It was almost as if, you know, everything that you wanted throughout the season and seeing the young guys play and play a lot, it panned out with 42 combined carries between two guys that are going to be relied upon quite a bit in 2023. They both scored a touchdown. Sawchuck looked a little bit more explosive. Barnes maybe a little bit more consistent, but in that battle to replace Eric Gray, and we'll see what Marcus Major's role looks like, I feel like in the dudes that are coming back, Josh, you got to feel pretty good about that room right now if you're DeMarco Murray. It's a great starting point. You you add in Caleb Hicks, Dalen Smothers to uh, that stable of running backs uh, alongside, uh, obviously, Marcus Major. So if there were concerns about depth at running back recently – I don't think anybody feels that way going into this spring and then obviously next football season. I do think going in, it will be Barnes and Sachuk, one and two. 
And I think there's a really good chance before it's all said and done, Sawchuck's your number one back. Hey, you know, and, and real quick before we hear from Gavin Sawchuck, I I am intrigued by this name too, and I'm, I'm glad Brian brought it up. It's like I've got a great feeling about Emeka Megwa this year as a short yardage back. Guy is built like a tank. He looks the part on the sidelines. I mean, you see that dude walking around. He looks the part. But, I mean, we'll see. I haven't seen him touch a football, so I, I know. know. Well, and it's always good to have a running back that we ask, well, why are they not getting some carries? Sure. We need to have that guy on roster, and maybe he could fit that role for us. Running back is the position probably more than any other that I really need the updated roster for. <laughs> can, can we get the updated roster? Because I truly – I don't know who's all back and who all isn't, but I know Major is. Um, I know Javante Jatavia- uh, Barnes is. I know that um, obviously you, you have in Gavin Sawchuck a guy that's back, but is is Tawi Walker in this conversation still? Is is Mecca Megwa was is Bentavius Thompson gone? Because it was almost as if that was a guy that we kind of got excited that was added to the roster, and then you never heard from him the entire season. I don't know if I ever even saw him in uniform on the sideline this year. I, so we're getting like really deep in the weeds on it, but Josh, there's always a few names where you're like, oh, oh, I, I saw a couple highlights of him. He, he looked pretty good. Why isn't he more involved? And you added the two freshmen, too, that, I mean, in, at least in Hicks and Smothers, they look like. They look like guys that DeMarco's really high on as having a chance to help right away. And then you – I know they're not going to help this year. Sure. The, the folks that Oklahoma's recruiting, oh. like, it's just – the way that DeMarco Murray is recruiting running backs right now, this is going to be a very, very exciting position group this season and beyond, beyond, beyond. I mean, it is – as long as DeMarco's here, man, Oklahoma's bringing talented running backs to Norman. So – I was digging for some Gavin Sawchuck sound, and I, I heard something that probably made me like him even more than I already do. So, in preparation for the bowl game, some of the guys who don't typically talk with the media had a chance to talk with the media, and Gavin Sawchuck was one of them. And Eddie asked him a great question. Hey, is, is this week different because, you know, you – you're going into it with an opportunity that you know you're going to get to play and you you might even get a couple of carries. How different is it? And this this answer that Gavin Sawchuck gave, I was like, okay, this might be my kind of guy. You're going to have a, quite an opportunity going into this one. You know, I prepared uh, like I had an opportunity for everyone. You never know what happens in the game of football. And, um, you know, the minute that you're not prepared, then that's when your number gets called and then you're not ready. So um, I was prepared. I was ready. But um, you know, I'm excited for the opportunity that I have and um, can't wait for it. Can't and he look- made the most of it. I know that's probably a little coach speaky of an answer. But oh, I think he means it, though. I think he meant it. I really do. It's one of the few times, guys, Whenever we've sat around and we've been excited about somebody and you can't wait for them to get their opportunity, and when it finally happens, it just they show out meets yeah. all your expectations or exceeds all your expectations. I feel like it goes from a position where last season you, you just didn't know and Eric Gray ends up with a top 10 individual rushing season in Oklahoma Sooner football history. 
And I know that there's still going to be doubters and hate, and that's fine. Listen, he's graduated. He's off to the NFL. He's going to be fine. And for one season, he was pretty incredible. You don't need to compare everything to him, and I'm probably making a mistake by bringing it up because the haters will come out, and that's fine. You do you. But I am I'm really excited about the depth in this running back room. I think that, you know, I was writing about it last night for our Boy Street magazine. It was one of our five storylines we were talking about, the battle to be RB1. I mean, I I truly feel like there's right now three three dudes that you go into the season that you'd feel really comfortable with, you know, getting 10 to 15 carries a game. And that's just, you know, at the the lower end of it. If Marcus Major is healthy, Josh, I think he's shown as he's learned to protect the ball better, he can be that guy. Javante Barnes, right? Ball protection a couple times this year. I think he's shown he's got that potential. Same with Gavin Sawchuk, right? There's three dudes right there that come in with a and kind of like stepladder of experience, right? Major has, has played in some of the biggest games. Javante Barnes has seen some action, and we've seen Gavin Sawchuk once, right? But uh, of that experience, I just I'm not going to complain about either one of those three guys. We might be in a conversation, Josh. We're in the second portal. We're sitting there fighting and wondering, are one of these guys are going to jump in the portal, are they? Because that's how intense I think some of this competition could be. And also in that, how it wouldn't surprise me if either one of the and, – and listen, I'm not trying to exclude Marcus Major, but it wouldn't surprise me if either one, Javante Barnes or Gavin Sawchuck, were coming out of spring practices and Parker's reporting it, you know, OU Insider and here with Steelman, or you're reading about it on, on Scoop or you're reading about it uh, on the Athletic or on three of the Tulsa World, and everyone's sources are saying, "Hey man, Barnes has been awesome," or "Hey man, Gavin Sawchuk has been that guy." Would it surprise you if either one of those dudes' names starts to surface as someone who's elevated their game? No, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. What not. a problem to have. And one thing I think that did happen because of that cheese it bowl, regardless of what the offensive line situation looks like for Oklahoma. Because of how well they ran it in that game mm-hmm. with an offensive line that, you know, according to last season was a little bit of a makeshift offensive line, folks are expecting, whether it's Barnes or Sawchuck or whoever, Oklahoma's going to have an electric back and they're going to be able to run the football sure. very, very effectively, not in games three, four, and beyond, from, from game one and beyond. Could not agree more. All right, RB1. It's going to be one heck of a battle. And before we go to break, here's a really good point. It says Teddy's said many times, mentioned it many times, Marcus Major is needed for his pass protection. Absolutely. There is so much more that goes into being a running back than just you know, seeing the, seeing the hole, hitting the hole, and being elusive or powerful. you got to understand your pass-blocking responsibilities. I would say that in my time of running backs that people wanted to see on the field more, that's been the one hindrance from them getting on the field, not not having the full the full deal, if you will. All right, um, break time, 10-18. Tomorrow, we might go a little bit more in-depth on Javante Barnes. I found some good audio from him, and I know we hadn't heard from him quite a bit. So maybe we'll look at the other excitable running back, right, from the fan base when you think about Javante Barnes being more 
of that dude. All right, quick break. He's Josh. I'm Plank. This is the Home of Sooner fans. Uh, it, had someone texting this morning about the tickets for the Hall of Fame Classic. I just clicked on a link, and you can get a few available. Thanks to Rick Brought, who sent me that. Appreciate it. Rick Brought? Rick Brought. Slipped into my DMs, yo. And it's functional. It's working. Sometimes sometimes StubHub or you know, going through the official account can be a little bit wonky, but I'd, I'd go quick. It looks like the only seating available is in the lower, and I don't know if they're opening up the upper level this weekend, but it's uh, down the first and third baseline. You can get it for 20 bucks though. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. A lot of foul balls down that way. Head on a swivel, yo. Um. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. This is from the 918. Lady Sooners basketball. Now, first of all, let's have a conversation, sir or ma'am. They're not the Lady Sooners. They're the Sooners. Triggering. I know. But I'll allow it. You're a passionate fan. I am too. Um, Sooner basketball. The women. They get Portland. I saw Portland play. They got a couple of bigs that are concerning, but I think Oklahoma can outscore them. They get the three to drop consistently. Look out. The Sooners win by 10. Oklahoma drew the bracket of death. If you have like the, the pool of death or whatever it is in the world of soccer, right, you put a team in the same region as South Carolina, it's oof, oof. And I'm not going to lie, I still am a little bit salty that they weren't a four. I kind of think the, the Big 12 got hosed a little bit. But as I said, win a few more games, that's probably not an issue. You know, f- find a way to play a little better against Iowa State. Maybe you get in. But, boy, they – you know, Coach Bronchek was on with Toby this morning, and we'll hear from her in the top five stories today. But they are battling – Injury-wise, you had Maddie, who was not 100%. Then Josh, Ana Yanusa goes down in pregame warm-ups. Goes down in pregame warm-ups on Saturday in their showdown with Iowa State. Now, she played, and she was able to, to grind through it. But, man, it's just been tough blow after tough blow for OU women's basketball. Portland's a good team. I mean, they got to be careful. And then here's the thing. UCLA's women's team is not – it's young. Sooners have them on experience, but it is a young, talented team. This is a UCLA team in two or three years that we could be talking about in the same ilk that we're talking about a Stanford right now. But, yeah, I, I, I don't like the draw. I don't like the matchup, but I do think Oklahoma's going to go out there and play well. I really do. And if Ana Yunus isn't 100%, if Maddie Williams banged up uh, and can't go, next man up, right? More minutes for Skylar Van. Maybe you see a little bit more of Aubrey Jones, uh, whose sister had a big game in the Big 12 tournament. Maybe you see the freshman a, li- a little bit more. But, yeah, I just, I'm just i really excited for them to be back in. And we do we have start times now? Ooh, the 8 o'clock game on Saturday night. So more opportunity to get things right for both Ani Anusa and Maddie Williams before that game on Saturday night. Rest. Uh, and recovery is going to be big for both of them. 
So we'll see. What what'd you make of the draw? Anything jump out to you as far as OU and Portland and, and in that UCLA pod, if you will? Well, I think the thing that you make out of it is if you can get out of Los Angeles, you got a chance to pull the biggest upset in the tournament. And even though it's five versus one with who South Carolina is and as the defending champion and being unbeaten and Aaliyah Boston and everybody, you, you've got a chance again to pull the, the biggest upset in the tournament. So, yes, it, it is the draw of death, as it were, but uh, it's also the draw of opportunity. True. Um, can I be a complete and total homer here for just a second? I don't think anybody's beating South Carolina. No, they're probably going to win this tournament. But how is it viewed that South Carolina can get beat? What is kind of viewed as maybe a way that you can beat them? A team that plays a high-scoring, fast-paced game and is potent from beyond the three-point line. That's Oklahoma, right? Where is South Carolina's kryptonite? They struggle a bit from three sometimes. That's according to people much smarter than me that have watched a lot more of Aaliyah Boston and Don Staley's team than I have. Their depth is awesome. Their defense is amazing. They're undefeated, and nobody's really been all that close to them for a while. But as far as styles are concerned, maybe that's something Oklahoma can take advantage of. Now, the other part of it is Aaliyah Boston, without having anyone to maybe check her as well as Oklahoma will have as Beatrice Colton continues to mature and get better. Uh, Boston, if that comes down to it, might be able to name her number. But that we're looking two games. If we're in this position a week from, what would that be, a week from tomorrow, and Oklahoma's getting set for a Sweet 16 matchup against South Carolina, we'll take it. Yeah, bring it on. Bring Steve it on. Greenville. Right, let's see it. What do you make a oh, real real quick one of the women's basketball note and I didn't know I didn't know how much this was going to affect how thrown off I am by the bracket but instead of like four different sweet 16 sites Josh they only have two this year Seattle and Greenville Yeah and the, and the bracket names are Greenville 1 Greenville 2 Seattle 3 Seattle 4 and I don't, I don't know what to make of this. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. And the whole idea behind it was to basically try to get more fans in one place for the games. So we'll see if it works out. I mean, it really sucks if you're in Oklahoma's bracket because, you know, you do have to worry about playing South Carolina in Greenville, which sucks. <laughs> but that's part of being the number one, number one overall seed. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're unbeaten. They, they've earned it. Gosh, could you imagine like Norfolk Steak finally making a big dance and their sellers like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh shoot, man, <laughs> South South Carolina, what? yeah, we're excited. Why, why? Um, <laughs> Terry and Edmund, don't tell Tennessee they're not the Lady Vols. It's different. Some places embrace it, and that's part of their identity. The Sooners, I don't think have ever been the Lady Sooners, and if they've had, they've they've shed that quite a bit over the last few years. It's my biggest pet peeve in in Sooner Nation is when people say Lady Sooners. I don't know why, Josh. Or just broadcasting in general. <laughs> right. Anything that's broadcast, period, that says Lady Sooners, I'm like, ugh. 
Well, Lady Anything, Lady Bruins, you know, Lady Jayhawks. Yeah. Just call them the Jayhawks. Um, I like what Brian said here. I love the way the Culleton played down the stretch. Look forward to her growing in the program. I, I told you guys this after I came back from the trip to Waco. She's got a chance to be special. She's got a chance to be really special. And she's solid. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line from the 405. Why isn't Florida State playing a three-game series against OU like they did against OSU? I don't know if that was your tone, sir, but that's that's what I went with. Because they're not? I mean, I know that's a smart, elky answer, but listen, Oklahoma State went down to Florida State a couple years ago and played three there, so Florida State came here to play three. It hasn't, it hasn't been my experience that Oklahoma in its non-conference season or even the in-season kind of non-conference games, most of their trips are either one-offs or tournament style. Right, We went to Oregon and played one there. Uh, I think on that same trip, played a game against Oregon State too. You know, you just – you don't see – at least from my experience, and I'm sure that there can be someone that can give me their fan resume and they remember from back in the 70s or something. I don't know. But Patty Gasso, at least what I've seen is you don't see a lot of three-game sets against just one opponent in the non-conference season. It's varied opponents, traveling to different places to play. I'm not saying it won't happen. Maybe it's something that adjusts in the, the SEC. But part of this, part of this too, was – the whole you know, Oklahoma State and Florida State had played three down in, or at least tried to. I think their their final game of the weekend got rained out. And it was a good weekend. I mean, Oklahoma State won two of three, probably should have swept the series. But I didn't know what to think. Either, I either thought Oklahoma State was going to beat the snot out of them for three games, and they pretty much did for two of the three games, or that you know it was going to be a little bit more competitive and you would have a rubber match on Sunday. And I kind of feel like that, you had a little bit of mix of both of those. I don't know if Oklahoma State is getting too much love here early in the season or not enough. And I definitely think Florida State is getting too much love this early in the season. We got time for two more. You want to break? Let's break. Let's break. Let's stay on the clock somewhat. Yeah, I, I understand. It's like, well, if they just played three games there, they're coming here for once. Someone had texted and said, hey, I don't understand the nuances um, of the way that it goes, but – why wouldn't we just have Florida State come in and play tonight? Well, maybe Florida State didn't want to. I, I, I don't know if they had the discussion or not. But maybe they, maybe it was. Maybe it was, hey, uh, I know you guys are coming to town, Lonnie. Why don't you just come on in and, and play here on Monday too? And they might have said no. It would have been easy. So South Dakota State was up for it. And we ended up getting the Jackrabbits and the Sooners tonight at 6 p.m. All right, quick break. More of your texts next. Don't forget, Buffalo Wild Wings in more. I-35 Service Road right there off Highway, what is that, um, I-35, the 19th Street exit. So, Service Road, check us out. We'll be there until 7 o'clock tonight with the ref and our 68-team giveaway. All right, so I don't know if it's necessarily breaking news, but we're about 20 minutes away, I guess, from the official start of the legal tampering period. Uh, this has been a report that's out there for a while, but it looks like Baker Mayfield will have several suitors, including 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Your thoughts on Baker in Tampa, potentially? Well, I think Tampa Bay's got a pretty talented roster, so I like Agreed. it. Agreed? I, I like it a lot. I think, he, I think he could be successful there. I do. Um, I, I would love – I would love – to see Baker end up in Vegas, but I just I don't know. I don't know. Oh, here we here we go. Big Bad Wolf. Big Bad Wolf is fired up. Y'all act like we don't have a professional sports franchise here. Hardly ever talk Thunder basketball. I'll bet you guys that Thunder will win a championship before OU football does. Bet. Bet. Whatever you want, name it, Big Bad Wolf. Bet. Absolutely bet. Ten times and a thousand times on Sunday bet. Um, there you and True Sooner are like two peas in a pod. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of made it clear the station's called the home of Sooner fans. We've we talked about it a lot. We're both Thunder fans. We watch it, but for the most part, our focus is going to be more on OU. It's it's going to be more on. Sooner softball and Sooner baseball and women's basketball in the NCAA tournament. We haven't even talked about men's basketball. Yeah, no, no disrespect, just not yeah. not our bag, baby. It's, it's it's not. Whenever we hit, you know, April, I, I really did not appreciate shutting down Josh Giddy when I think he had a chance for rookie of the year last year. I'm I've been bitter about that for a long time. I um, uh, I'm finally conversely, getting over it. I conversely loved it. <laughs> Got you a Chet Holmgren, right? But, yeah, I'm just um, – I'll take that bet, uh, Big Bad Wolf, and whatever you want to put on it. 918 is right there with me. Uh, I hope Baker goes – whoa, wait. Oh, yeah, 918. I hope Baker goes to the Niners. I thought that said Raiders. Niners? <laughs> well, what's wrong with the Niners? It'd be a great fit for him. You know, there's – there's the mix between where I want him to go because I've I just love watching Baker play and he broke my heart last year but then again also what's probably best for him and Tampa might end up being best for him so I'll have to I'll have to wear that one <laughs> um Tampa though at least they're not being too obvious in their tank like the Rams are. Holy smokes. I mean, my goodness. L.A., don't make it so obvious when you're tanking. Is, Jeez. Uh, is Stafford going to get dealt? I don't think so. But then again, if if you get through this quarterback free agent slash draft frenzy and you're left without somebody, then maybe there might be a desperate team. Maybe Eric Bieniemy works a little bit with Sam Howell and is like, "Ooh, this ain't it." All right, listen, we got to go get somebody, right? Maybe, maybe the Raiders strike out on everyone they want, and they end up having to to make a desperate move. I don't so, know. So much for Sean McVay being done. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> He's looking to like gut the roster and restart everything. Oh yeah, we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna have ourselves. You know, a situation where we're going to be good for a while and 
Oh, yeah, we're going to trade all of our stars. By the way, we're cutting half of them, too. Jalen Ramsey right. for a third-round pick. Get on out of here. Come on down, folks. It's a good old-fashioned rebuild. We're in they, this thing. They traded Jalen Ramsey for a third-round pick and, like, a backup tight end. I've never been more confused in my life uh, from the 918. Why didn't Bama come up and play the Sooners on their road trip? Texas State beat Bama and the Horns over the weekend. Both went to extra innings. Go figure. I mean, it's a little breaking news for you. Teams don't like to come travel here because they don't like to get beat. I still am in utter shock that Florida State is coming here on Tuesday night. I still am in, I'm still in utter shock that we had a chance to watch Kentucky play here last two weeks ago. Um, to get Auburn and Northwestern here, we had to play in damn USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium to get them here. So... I know, again, this is this is breaking, but people don't like to come here because they don't want to get beat. I mean, we've had teams pull out literally the, the week before the game. Oh, gosh, we've had a couple of issues. Not going to be there. Um, From the 918. Oh, I'm sorry, the 479. This is it. Uh, with Florida State and Stillwater over the weekend and in Norman tomorrow – it seems like adding a game with them tonight would be an easy fix since you got to experience a lot of what went into adding a game tonight. Was there any thought of adding Florida State? Now, I will say to the latter, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Florida State was ever in that conversation or not. To the first part of it, I've, I've never really truly understood how much goes into trying to put together a – trying to put together a non-conference or any type of weekday game. It's just – it is a lot, right? I somehow got included on the group text, Josh, and the amount of, hey, these people are good. Security's good. Ticketing's good. Uh, marketing's good. Here's a new marketing script, all right? Um, oh, by the way, umpires. Oh, umpires are good, so we got them taken care of. Visiting team uh, amenities are good. Oh, we got the, you know, it's just, IMS is good. Sooner Sports TV is good. By the way, I, I know Brooks asked a few times today, Soonersports.tv will have the call tonight. Soonersports.tv. Um, they're just, I, I think I'm solo tonight because of the last second nature of the edition, but they're going to have the radio call synced up to the TV side of it. It's not going to be ESPN Plusy. I think they're going to have at least a second camera for you. But what's my favorite Mad TV skit that I've ever watched in my life? Lowered Expectations. It's a dating app. Lowered Expectations. Just lowering the expectations tonight. Only a couple cameras, and you're stuck with me. I'm really trying to lower the expectations for this weekend. (laughs) But we'll see. It's going to be a full-on blast of a broadcast all weekend long in Oklahoma City. I love... I wish I could have that radio booth every single game that we have in Oklahoma City. We get the big booth spread out. Poppy comes up there. We got food, Josh. It's like a party, man. Oklahoma City, let's go. All right. Um, anything else that caught your eye from the text line real quick? I know it, any, anytime someone brings up where's the Thunder talk or what's going on with the Thunder, I mean, it's not like we're – I think we need to make this very clear. It's not like we're anti it, Josh. We're both no. Thunder fans. It's just, you know, when we look at a three-hour show – it's in the top five stories of the day pretty much every single day, but I'm not – I feel like we've been pretty clear with what the 
It's like you're asking me to run a 40-yard dash when I'm a distance runner. It's like you're, you're asking us to suddenly run a marathon whenever we're sprinters. It's like, that's nah, not really our thing. It will be. It's all love. We, we're rooting for Fans, success. I want them to win. I want them to win a title. But, I mean, if you're going to tell me that Thunder are going to win a title before OU will – I mean, Sooners are going to win a softball championship here in a couple of months. So. Well, and I think that was football specific. What? I didn't see any specifications on that one. Either. I know, but. <laughs> All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, I want to dive into what we saw in the bracket. I want to dive into any potential upsets. I know everyone's going to tell you their big upset in their final four today. We haven't yet, so prepare for it next right here on The Route. All right, it is a 10. Fi- Whoa, it's 10.53 already? Where'd this show go today? Someone that um, I here's the thing that kind of makes me mad, and I'm working on it. I'm working. I'm working on me. Is I'll see some something that is I I could not disagree with more, on like the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and I get so mad. I'm like, how can you look at things, and be that ill informed? And then I'm like, well, hold on a second. Let's let's be smart about this. Let's drill a little deeper. Or how could you take what we said and pull that from it? <laughs> how could that be? Like, I, someone had hit me up on Twitter. It's really good. But, you know, we someone had asked, hey, why didn't Florida State play a three-game set? Like, they did it against Oklahoma State. And I was like, well, I mean, because they didn't want to. Maybe because they're fitting their schedule different. And uh, Coach Gasso had talked about it during her media veil last week. But, hey, they were like, hey, we're in Stillwater. Why don't we try to get together for a game? And there you go. But it's not like we were trying to lay out that Oklahoma either, A, didn't want to play a three-game set or they wouldn't. My point is just that hasn't really been the way that Oklahoma has operated. In fact, I don't even know of a three-game set against one opponent in non-conference play that we've even had. It's usually a tournament or an invitational or a spring break thing. I mean, you you guys, I know you'll be more than happy to correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but I'm having a hard time remembering one. That's not a conference, right? You play a lot of different teams. So a lot of things factored in, but I just, I don't really think we need to overanalyze it too terribly much, to be honest, and I might be spending too much time on it as we speak. Yeah, the beautiful thing is, a lot of the, hey, why will this team not play you? You'll solve a lot of that just by jumping sure. to the SEC. Absolutely. Oh, the schedule's going to be amazing when they figure it out in the FC, uh, SEC. You know what we haven't talked about, Josh? And, and, again, we've steered clear of our brackets for the most part outside of the opening segment. But we haven't talked a ton about the men missing out on the NIT and it doesn't look like they're going to head for the CBI. Right. We, Friday's show, wait, Oklahoma lost on, what, Wednesday night? Were we together on Thursday? I think we were, right? We were. Okay. And our message was simple. Hey, challenging season, let's move on. And it looks like that's going to be the case. We sort of both felt like it's okay for this chapter to end. I'm not saying it as if I wouldn't have been excited. And I was watching the NIT selection show kind of thinking – Maybe there's a chance last night, but 
the first text we got on it, if Moser could get one of those seven-footers who can block and shoot somewhat and get physical down low, only if, and I know there's, that's somewhat tongue-in-cheek, because that's the same thing everyone is looking for, right? What do we joke about in the football transfer portal? What did everyone want? A game-changing interior defensive lineman or effective pass rusher. Why is Purdue a number one seed? Because <laughs> they have Eddie. Edie? Edie? Edie. Edie sorry. Zach Edie. Yeah. And those guards are not not great, but they've got him. But guess what? That's one team. That's one team. And nobody I, else got Edie. I, I, I would add, you're looking for the unicorn. You're looking for the thing that everyone from the NBA to college basketball is looking for. I want a, I want a big man who can score. Now, obviously, the NBA game has evolved a little bit, though. You still want size. Everyone's going to lose their mind about uh, Victor Wembanyama whenever you start seeing more of his highlights because he's a seven-footer that can do everything. But I'm just, yeah, man, go get you a big guy. But guess what? Everyone else is out there looking for that big guy to become an impact player for him. Well, and, you know, me saying Edie's a a poor example because Oklahoma fans aren't even asking for that. I mean, you're not asking for the best big in America. I think everybody's being realistic about this. Right now, Oklahoma fans are saying, well, can we find a couple serviceable bigs? Yeah, exactly. Can we find our Boone and Cissé? Why can't we find that? Yeah, that's an even better point. You know, maybe you're not going to go get Edie. Maybe you're not going to get – I don't know if Tim even fits in that conversation. But you're not going to get a scoring big man. But you're going to get a guy that, hey, might have a night where he goes off for 16 and 12 and, you know, might be able to do some of the dirty work that some of your big men need to do. It's going to be a fascinating time. Jim and Arlington, I don't think they had a watch party at their house, (laughs) but it's a fair question because I hope Porter didn't have a watch party at his house. I think Oklahoma pretty much knew that they were not getting in on either side. All right, uh, quick break. Top five stories today next.